And our RNZ business editor, Giles Beckford, is sitting next to me in the studio. Kia ora, Giles. Kia ora to you, Charlotte. Scalarup's profit is up. Yes, it bounces back, if we can use a pun for a rubber goods company. Uh, it's uh, had strong demand from industrial sectors, and that's helped to lift the full-year result amid challenging economic conditions. The company's best known for the red brand gumboots, but it also makes a range of products for the rural sector, parts for boats, cars and kitchen appliances. Full-year profits up 7% to just under $51 million. Earnings from the company's industrial division rose 10% on the year before. The agricultural division earnings were up just 1%, not surprisingly, and sales volumes on dairy consumables were lower, but footwear continues to perform well. Scalarup's chief executive, David Mayer, says the company's increased its ownership of the liquid silicone product manufacturer, Simlim, as part of its overall growth plans. We do have a good pipeline of new product and new revenue opportunities. You know, part of our job also is to review what we're making and and trim out um, items that perhaps aren't generating the sort of margins we would like them to do. So I'm not going to give you kind of, I guess, a percentage split of where the two things will come from, but we do have a good pipeline of, of revenue growth opportunity. We've highlighted in the past that we see faster growth as being able to be achieved out of the industrial division, but we're not without opportunity in the agri division as well, as we've demonstrated this year. David Mayer says the company's often teased for its lazy balance sheet, which refers to its low levels of debt. But he says this has been an advantage in a slowing economy. Well, companies rewarded shareholders an increased full-year dividend of $0.22 cents a share. Auckland Airport has laid out its 10-year, $10 billion capital improvement plan, which includes the long-awaited integrated domestic terminal. The spending plan includes $2.6 billion in regulated improvements to the year ending 2027, a further $3.1 billion in charges in the following five years, which are subject to review by the Commerce Commission. The plans don't include a second runway but money has been set aside to re-establish a contingent runway that would be used when the main runway is upgraded in 2028. The airport's chief executive, uh, Kari Hurihanganui, says there's a long list of necessary upgrades and they're subject to change given the 10-year work plan. Key projects include the integrated terminal announced in March to replace the domestic terminal, domestic airfield expansion to support the new terminal, a contingent runway, a refresh of the current domestic terminal, a future regional solution, upgraded roads and transport system, the transport hub, stage one arrivals, whole upgrade, the new cargo precinct and the northern stands and stormwater upgrades. Now, the international arrivals expansion stage two and the northern runway remain on hold at this stage and are not in the roadmap. We all know 10 years is a long time, so it's worth calling out that the projects in the roadmap are subject to change and may be replaced, deferred or cancelled. Auckland Airport says it may need to raise capital to fund the overall spending plan, though the timing and scale of any equity raising would be uncertain at this stage. A new no-interest small loan scheme has been launched to help those in dire financial straits. Financial and social charity Good Shepherd has set up the Good Now, Good Later to give small loans to people needing immediate help with essential costs. It will offer small loans of up to $500 at no interest within 48 hours to be paid back over 16 weeks. 
The charity's head of financial well-being, Natalie Vincent, says they're stepping in to fill a social need and not compete with the regular finance system. The concept with this is that on the recommendation of their mentor, so they're, they're helping us you know, decide suitability and affordability, um, we can help these people with a, a, a sort of just a small amount of money that might help with an immediate need. So thinking of an example perhaps that a person is, uh, has gone for a warrant of fitness on their car, they need two new tyres, they don't have $500 for the tyres, they can't get a warrant, can't use their car to get to work. We can say on the recommendation of the mentor, it'll really help this person if we can get them $500, get the tyres done, get the warrant and they're back on the road. Well, Natalie Vincent says they're greatly disappointed by the government's U-turn on bringing in credit checking levels for the buy now, pay later schemes, which are causing considerable financial stress. Well, demand for U.S. Treasuries has held up in Asia despite a downgrade from the credit ratings agency Fitch earlier in the month. It also comes after another report by fellow agency Moody's, which questioned the financial viability of some regional U.S. banks. China and Japan have typically been some of the biggest foreign buyers of U.S. Treasuries, and the price of the Treasuries is a factor in setting New Zealand wholesale lending rates. Stephen Major of HSBC Bank says the Fitch downgrade has had little impact on demand for short-term U.S. bonds. You can see the appetite in the yield level compared to the official rates from the Fed. So the, the, the T-bill yields actually sit on the lower end of the range, which, which shows there must be a huge demand for them. And, and if you think about it, we're talking about yields of above 5% in totally risk-free assets. You, you will get your money back, whatever, and it's in dollars. So, so investors in Asia have no problem uh, buying these securities. Uh, you know, 5% is something people haven't seen for a long time also. And it, it's a good level of saving for, for most people, given the expected outlook for inflation. That's Stephen Major of HSBC Bank. Well, let's see how the dollars are faring and what they're buying and selling on the financial markets. I'm joined by James Hunter of Jarden Securities. Kira to you, James. Kira Giles, how are you? I'm well, thank you. It looked like a bit of another soggy day on the local share market. Can't buy a win at the moment, can it? Ah, yeah, very true. Obviously, uh, yesterday, Giles were down about a uh, half a percent. Uh, obviously, um, driven by Fletcher Building dropping about eight percent, cutting its dividend, and obviously the Reserve Bank doesn't kept the official cash rate unchanged. Um, New Zealand Central Bank is obviously confident inflationary pressures are easing, but New Zealand, the New Zealand economy is facing increasing headwinds. Today, pretty much the same. We're down around about 0.43% to 11713. That's um, mostly with Wall Street closing down after the Fed Federal Reserve minutes clouded the future outlook for rates. Um, obviously, Fed officials have been quite divided over whether there's a need for more rate hikes over in the US. Um, some stocks bucking the trend here locally. We've got Scalar Up Holdings up around about 8.3% to $4.53. Um, that's mostly on the back of expected um, revenue, obviously increased revenue from the previous cor- corresponding period and obviously the announced dividend of around $0.22 cents per share. Radius Residential Healthcare is up around 3% to $0.20. Cents. Asset Plus is up around just under 2% to Twenty-six cents fifty. Some decliners in the New Zealand market today. We've got Burger Fuel down around about three point five seven percent to twenty-seven cents. Seeker is down 
2.81% to $2.42, and Sinlay is down 2.56% to $1.52. Let's just have a look at the headline opening for Australia and then the currency, please. Sure. Okay, so the ASX um, just obviously just opened, currently down around about 43% to 7151 um, and the New Zealand dollar has sold off against most of our major currencies, uh, currently down to 0.593 US dollars, um, up around 0.1% on the Aussie to 0.9245, down slightly um, on their Great British Pound to 0.4659, against the Euro, down slightly again to 0.5452, down against the Japanese yen to 86.77 and the Chinese one, same again, uh, down to 4.327 the year. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Perfect. So the three-month bank bill rate is pretty steady at 5.68. The uh, Brent spot rate is up slightly to $86.77 US dollars a barrel. And gold is up around $1.20 US to $1,893 US dollars per ounce. Thank you very much. That's James Hunter from Jarden Securities. A couple of other items of business news. Media company NZ Mays bought the remaining 20% of one roof that it didn't already own, paying $2.1 million for that. The company exercised an option which it had in 2018 to acquire the remaining shares from its joint venture partner. The money to be paid in a series of instalments through to July 2026. And you may have heard in the news, but the National Party wants to allow KiwiSaver members to invest in more than one KiwiSaver provider. The current rules are that you must choose just one provider, although you are free to change at any time. And some people, of course, have a variety of different types of fund in there. But National's Commerce and Consumer Affairs spokesperson Andrew Bailey says the current rules limit investor choice and potential returns, and it will bring much needed competition into the sector. The news and the numbers all updated and wrapped up together around uh, half past five in checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business. Kira. Thank you very much, Giles.